for the listeners, my uh, my foot was on the floor and Misha's toes just grabbed really tightly on the one. That's not true. That is true. show where we talk about the people we love to hate. I hope you're all staying happy and healthy in this time of plague and pestilence. Last week on the show, we spoke to girl bosses Martha and Alicia, and their antifaves were Mark Zuckerberg, Amanda Holden, and their ultimate bete noir, Mike Posner. Today, I'm joined by a very interesting guest, <laughs> who I think you will love, listeners. She enjoys beach walks and going to the cinema. She spent six months on a suspended prison sentence due to charges of gross indecency in a public library. (laughs) And she's got bingo wings that would make my great aunt Hilda blush. It's Misha (laughs) Anderson! Hello. Hi, Misha. Hi. How's life? Yeah, it's alright. It's okay. Nice day today, isn't it? Oh, God, it's dreary. But we've got some nice fall colours. Fall colours. Nice and autumnal. Fall colours. Fall colours. Oh, my gosh. American. (laughs) Um, How's life going? Oh, it's, you know, just uni. Great. And that's it. I'm desperately, desperately bored. It is boring, isn't it? Well, hopefully we can bring a bit of enjoyment to everyone's life <laughs> yeah, with so. Haters, Woo! the show where we talk about the people we love to That's hate. So exciting. <laughs> um, so before we get started, are you a hateful person? I would say no, um, publicly. Right. <laughs> like, I think I can put out to lots of people that I'm like, oh, well done. But yeah. I think my patience has really run thin in the pandemic. I think I have, I have a lot less time for people saying stupid things, acting stupidly. If somebody, like, says, like, oh, I did this really silly thing, I'm like, okay. Right. But I generally, this was difficult because I had to think about people that I love to hate. Because there's people that I'm just like, I really dislike you. Yeah. yeah. But I get this kind of obsession of, like, God, you're so annoying, but I'm obsessed with it. Yes. Like, pres- yeah. President Trump, I don't love to hate. I hate him. Yes, well, that, yeah, he is just hated. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's it's difficult to find that someone that's like, okay, you're decent, but I wouldn't, like, watch you do your thing right. on your own. You'd have to be surrounded by buffer people. And what in particular gets on your nerves in a public figure? What kind of behaviour? I think um, you'll notice that... <laughs> I'm just looking oh, no. at this glass of water. <laughs> I don't know what's happened there. It looks Not like orange juice. confident it's been cleaned, listeners. It looks but like Do you know what? <laughs> I need my hydration. <laughs> it looks like orange juice. Um, I'm trying to... Um, the three people that I have, I think, are overrated. Okay, yeah. I think they're overrated. And I think they get so many jobs... Well, maybe not my last one, but... The middle one, definitely, <laughs> I think, has, like, become so overrated. I think they've right. done they've done interesting, cool things, but I think then just because of that, 
they get rewarded in other sectors I don't think they necessarily deserve. So it's undeserved success. Yeah. Is what I'm not saying they don't deserve success, but right. to the extent, and I'm like, somebody else who's just as talented, who actually is suited to that, could have done that. You'll right. understand what I'm getting at when we discuss my second person. Because I've... Well, let's get started. Okay. Misha, who is your first anti-fave? My first anti-fave is Jimmy Carr. Right. I, I have... The thing is, I love 8 out of 10 cats, and 8 out of yeah. 10 cats does count. Funny. Really But funny. the thing is, not like he's, he has his, all his jokes written for him, whereas everyone who's participating, all the comedians who participate, come up with stuff on the fly. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yes, that's true. Even I- Rachel Riley like, bites back, and she's not even a comedian. Yeah, she actually is really good at that. But I think he is really good at that. He, do, you not think, do you think he's funny? I think he's, like, base, but he also is one of those, like, I get that nowadays everyone's, like, everyone's offended by everything. I think sometimes yeah. it's, I'm, like, that's just, like, vulgar For the sake man of being humor. Yeah, yeah, I just, I'm not into it. I'm, like, I'd rather a nuanced... Like Frankie Boyle. Yeah, exactly. He just sort of says the C word for the sake of it. You can say vulgar things, but they yeah. can't, like, you, exactly, you can't just make vulgar, jo- vulgar jokes for the sake of being vulgar. Yeah. They, it, there needs to be some, like, sense of structure. Right. Through there. And also, he committed tats fraud, so... Yeah, now, I am not, uh, I am obviously not going to def- <laughs> oh, no, You're right, though. Yeah, That's really excited. painful. <laughs> I am not obviously a defender of tats fraud, but I will say, in Jimmy Carr's defence, that when he's spoken about this, it kind of makes sense because he was sort of just an ordinary person yeah. that became successful... And sort of someone like his accountant or a lawyer or something who he sort of had dealings with said to him, I, there is a way that I can find for you to pay less tax. And <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you would say yes if you're in that situation. But like you if you want. hear that and you're like, this, like you're an adult and you like know how the economy works. Yeah. You're, wouldn't you be a bit like... This feels, and also feels you're shady. using your example. You're a man who has like recently come into a lot of money because of fame. Yeah, you would probably be like, this feels fishy. But would you, or would you sort of be so overwhelmed by everything that you wouldn't really think about it? I don't know. He doesn't seem like the type to. <sighs> he's quite. To be fair, he's quite intelligent. He's quite intelligent. He's so just a bit you would abrasive. Expect him to understand yeah. that it could be illegal. Was it? Was it illegal? Was it tax evasion or tax? It was, it was, it was one, it was under the umbrella of tax no-nos, you know? Right, and that's enough for me. Yeah, yeah, to be fair, um, that is annoying. People um, pay, people, you know, not to get political. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. Come on, then. I'm just like, you know, tax the rich. <laughs> right. That's all. But he paid it all back. He did, he did, and I, and I will give him credit for that. But also, like, you're, and he admits he's an that it was a mistake. Man. Yeah, he's an intelligent. I'm like, sometimes people are like, "Oh, I didn't know." Like, do you know the college admissions scandal in the US? Oh yeah. That kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. I'm like, you obviously knew what you were doing was wrong. Yeah. You knew that. Yeah. And his laugh is annoying. His laugh is annoying, but also quite endearing. No. <laughs> but someone we know, Roy Bayless Chalmers. Yeah, he does. He has a laugh like that. Yeah, but I actually find Roy Bayless Chalmers funny. <laughs> so. Oh my goodness me. I'm like able... So that's the basic reason he's just done funny. I just don't find him funny personally. He's not my cup of tea. Do you know, I listened to his um, Desert Island Discs, Jimmy Carr, not Rory Bayless Jones. (laughs) I find Rory Um, Bayless Jones funny. I do not find Jimmy Carr funny. 
And I think Jimmy Carr came across, he came across as like a really sort of sensitive, thoughtful person. Honestly, he Have didn't... you got a crush on Jimmy Carr? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, but it wasn't like sort of silly or facile whatsoever. Right. It was really thoughtful and quite considered. And he actually, he worked for Shell after he left university. Bad, we know. Bad. <laughs> Cancelled. But he was really sort of not depressed, but very sort of sad and bored for, like, so many years. And then he sort of left his job and pursued his dream of comedy. I, th- I think that's quite a, a compelling story. <laughs> it's like rags to riches. Exactly. <laughs> Everyone exactly. loves an underdog. Cambridge, Cambridge, Cambridge out of an evil... degree and, <laughs> yeah. and oil company. He was an underdog, yeah. is what I'm saying. How did he, how could he possibly... What did he do at Cambridge? What did he study? I think he did... Uh, history or is it human and political science what's they have a degree there oh uh, pp uh, no that's not pp <laughs> no that's no, but that human is... and political and social science it's or something philosophy politics and economics is what yeah. everyone takes when they want to become prime minister but he didn't do i don't think actually cambridge offered pp but anyway jimmy carr is bet noir number one yeah um, and also it says, if you can hear a beeping, I think that's a fire alarm. Yeah, my but smoke detector's running up. But it's really high up on the ceiling, so I don't know how to get to that it. That is such a problem in Edinburgh Flats, isn't it? Yeah. So, Bet Noir number two. Right. We can really get into this. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh. I am... Now, this this may not be the time to... Because, like, obviously Hamilton came out on Disney+. Plus, yeah. And also he's, like, spurring the American people to vote all for it. Yeah. However... We'd love that. We'd he love is... That. So horrendously overrated. <laughs> He's so overrated. Horrendously. Why was he in the second Mary Poppins? <laughs> Why was he in it? He is a superstar now. He, he was terrible in that movie. Lovely what? London sky. <laughs> it's horrible. And I don't think he was that good in Hamilton. No, he's he's objectively not a good singer. Like he's not like very talented musical writer. Yeah. In the Heights and yes. Hamilton are both incredibly good very musical. Impressive. And he also wrote like a mini musical called um it's it called like 22 Jump Street or something? 22, 21 Chump Street. It's a oh, right. It's... <laughs> I don't <laughs> think <laughs> that Lynn Manuel Miranda wrote 21 Jump Street. <laughs> no, no, it's called 21 Chump Street and it's, oh. it's ba- it was a short musical and it's based on like the real story of this undercover cop that went into a high school in Florida and one of the high school students, she posed as a high school student yeah. and one of the other high school students fell in love with her and she set him up to buy drugs and oh. for her, he wasn't a drug user before, but then he ended up going for... So it's basically about police... Um, well, we don't need to see it now, do we? <laughs> Jesus Christ, just on the full synopsis. It's only like 15, 20 minutes long. It's on YouTube. <laughs> anyway, he's a very talented musical writer. Yeah. But he cannot sing and he no. cannot act. I, I mean, I think he can sing. He, he hits all the notes. <laughs> have you heard... Have you heard all, like, the, <laughs> the you're original about to say what sound? You're about to say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were married that night. <laughs> Have you seen all those? No, I haven't. They're I thought you were bad. going to talk about the. I could talk about that too, if you wanted. See, so viewers, in case viewers, listeners, <laughs> I've taken over. Got to grips with the kind of the medium that we're using. <laughs> <laughs> he he read a he read an audiobook for this book called it's like the fabulous life of Oscar Wilde. It wasn't fabulous, I don't think. <laughs> Um, and it's about... Um, Fabulous life of Oscar Wilde. It's... Know, Oscar Wilde. <laughs> Oscar Wilde. He's like a Dominican Republic writer, I think, who like grew up in Queens. Oscar Wilde? No, Oscar Wilde. <laughs> 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 Dominican? 
don't think so. <laughs> don't think so, darling. Um, no, he, he, he read an audio book and this audio <laughs> clip of it went around TikTok and it was like explicit, <laughs> very explicit. But people were making fun of him for it, which I thought was really funny. We would encourage but, you to look that up. In yeah, look, I can't listeners. say it on here because I've been yeah. told I can't swear, but... <laughs> it's, well, it's not... It's a, I it's don't a, think we can... I don't think It's we can. an anatomical... It's reference. It is an, a part of a, a woman's anatomy. Yeah. Isn't it? Is what he mentions. But look it up, look it up. Um, um, and he pronounced it oddly. <laughs> it's really, like, really hard on, really hard on, the, on, the, on the second syllable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there, there's a clue. Um, no, I just like, I just think he's overrated. And I thought he was overrated before he like got crazy on when people started making yeah. fun of him on TikTok. I no. was like, why... Why is he, why, why was he in Mary Poppins? Why does he keep winning all these awards for Hamilton like four years on yeah. retrospectively? I'm like, yeah. I think I kind of resent it because I don't know if it's obvious yet, but I'm a bit obsessed with musical theater. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have noticed a pattern, obviously not this year because of the pandemic, but I noticed a pattern before in the Tony Awards, which is like the Oscars for musical theatre on Broadway. I think I think the listeners I'd, will be aware of Some people Tony don't know, all right? <laughs> the Antoinette Perils. Um, <laughs> I noticed a pattern that, like, every single year there would be one big musical that, like, the teens were obsessed with and everybody would be obsessed with. Yeah. And it would just, like, take a landslide of, of things. It was, like, Dear Evan Hansen. It was Hamilton. Yeah. And I find that very high quality musicals sometimes get pushed to the sides because there is such an obsession with those big with ones. those ones yeah. like I, I i'll listen to musicals that were on the same year hamilton was and i they they closed very very soon after they opened because right. there was such a hamilton craze and i think it's like good to support good musicals but there's also like such a widespread i, I hate the fact that it's just been like taken and <laughs> very Gosh, you have really got off on one. <laughs> I just really, I really, really, really. I think that is the most impassioned rant that we've had yet on the show. I, do, I just, I just resent it so much, and I like, I would have been fine with it if he'd been like, "Here is my mm. magnum opus, like here is Hamilton." Yeah, and then kind of like, right. just gone quietly and but he like, just kept having to talk he, about he, his <laughs> world, world famous musical. He didn't just he? kept coming every single year. It was something else, and it was another award that he kept winning, and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> He like what yeah. was he doing recently? He was like, oh, Linda Miranda's doing this and doing that. Is he like on he in the Heights is getting a, mu- a movie, right? Yeah. Um, which I think is like cool, but in the Heights came out years ago. Why wasn't there any kerfuffle for it then? You know right, what I mean? Yeah. Now yeah. is it now only getting a mo- also he keeps writing musicals, <laughs> but he's the lead. He did it with yes. In the Heights, and he's done it with Hamilton. Yeah, although to be fair, I sort of think if you're gonna write it, cast yourself in it. Why not? But only for good. Yeah, but he's alright. If he can't sing. So, we've spent quite, <laughs> quite a long time really on Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> and now, Misha, I want to know who your your third and final Ben Noir is. Oh, I don't like Prue. <laughs> 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 wow, I came across really northern. <laughs> Why I did you say like that in a Yorkshire accent? <laughs> I don't like Prue. Um... I don't like Prue Leaf off of the Great British Bake Off. Why don't you like Prue Leaf? She's such a traditionalist and I despise it. Do you think? Yeah. Do you know what I'm about to say and it's going to blow your mind? Is she in she, a lesbian partnership? No, but when she was a young person. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying this. So, I don't know why I said that so often. Get to the end of the When sentence. I was a young person. <laughs> when she was uh, young, she, she had a really wild youth. A re- like, and I'm not. I don't mean wildy. I mean 
What drugs? I, mean, I think there was, I think there might have been an abortion in there somewhere. <gasps> there was, like, hard drugs. Wow. She was a wild child. Who's a, and now she's and prim and proper. Now she's quite, well, is she prim and proper or is she, has she just aged? I just, you think she's I a think traditionalist? She's, I think she's a traditionalist in terms of baking, shall we say. <laughs> I don't know her politics. And that really gets on your nerves. <laughs> it does, because I'm still not over the first week of the current iteration of Great British Bake Off. Right. Where, I can't remember her name, but she was voted off first. She okay. made that bubblegum Battenberg. Oh, yeah. I thought that was yeah. so cool. But as soon as Prue came over, she was like, what are you making? And the girl was like, oh, I'm, I'm making this like candy-flavoured Battenberg. And, it's bu-. and then Prue was like, oh. And she was like, I'm using artificial like flavouring for bubblegum. And Prue was like, oh, artificial. Artificial flavour. <laughs> I was like, Prue? You're like you're demanding you're demanding that they make like a perfect Battenberg but also make it different and interesting enough. Yeah. And then you're also be like no artificial flavorings. Like ugh. And I yeah. feel like she often discourages people like trying things that are kind of out of the box and modern. Yeah, they're too far. Bubble bum. Bubble bum. Bubble gum. Battenberg. Yeah. Sounds disgusting. That sounds awful. I don't want to eat that, and I'm not surprised that Prue doesn't either. But you know what she did though? It was really what? cool. She like made it candy shaped. But I just, I just think that she vo- they voted her off because she like tried something new and different. Maybe it's a problem with the Great British Bake Off as a whole. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe, um, it's, maybe it's an institutional problem rather than one <laughs> of the individuals. Say, I did say I also don't like Paul Hollywood, but I, I realise he's been Reagan, Reagan, Reagan's right. one of Reagan's, yeah. He's, um, yeah, I don't like it that Nice either. to know that both of the Great British Bake Off judges are loathed. I don't, I don't like them. <laughs> among the people of this country. Do you know what? Like, Sandy Cox, babe, get her back. I know she wasn't a judge. Oh, yeah. She was just there for was the she, a pro- she was a presenter. She was a presenter. She? She's too busy presenting QI. Uh, yeah, and the other one. Um, the um, uh, who? ones. It's it's a show where she like helps people who have learning difficulties um, like make public speeches and things that like that. Like adults. Nice, I don't know what that ends. It's called like the... The other ones or something. Right. But she's been she's been presenting that. I know, she's she's a great woman. Did you ever read Hitler's Canary? No, what's that? It's a book she wrote, but I read it when I was in primary school. Oh really? And it's all about Denmark in World War Two because they called Denmark. Where she's from? I think so. She's definitely they called it Hitler's Hitler's Canary. Because it just like did whatever he said. Oh. And it's all about these this Jewish family that have to like get across the um the little strait between Denmark and Sweden to safety in Sweden. That's interesting. She's yeah. not paid you to say <laughs> say this thing. You're no, really upselling it. I remember it like being my favourite book and then I grew up and I was like, that Sandy talks fake. Crazy. She's what? got fingers in so many pies. Oh <laughs> inappropriate. <laughs> Just to be clear we're making no legal aspersions as to <laughs> It's uh, Sandy Toxvig's conduct on these <laughs> programmes. And it's a it's a saying. Anyway. Prue, anyway. Prue, traditionalist. Yeah. Traditionalist and I'm like, and you don't like that. I feel like I feel like they ask a lot of the contestants and yeah. then when the contestants do something a bit out of the box, they're like, why did why'd you do that? And yeah. I'm like, the future The future's not with Prue anymore. Yeah, the future's with creativity. Get rid of the Deadwood. Get her get her out. A boring old Battenberg. Retire her. You would have been like, This is boring. Yeah. You know? Put her out to pasture. Yeah. <laughs> get her out. I honestly don't know. This is a general comment. I don't yeah. know how how like long the Great British Bake Off. I feel like maybe it's 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 worn itself out. Oh, hundred percent. As soon as it went to Channel Four, it was it got on too long. Yeah, absolutely. Um. Okay. So your yeah. top three Bet Noirs, Misha, have been Jimmy Carr, Lin Manuel Miranda, and Prue Lee. Yeah. Out of those three, who would you say 
gets on your nerves the most? Literally Miranda. Do you think? <laughs> I probably should have done it in the <laughs> big finale. I think he definitely did. He seemed to provoke the most passionate response. <laughs> yeah. I literally me. went into discussion on like politics of like Broadway. <laughs> exactly. Tony Awards. Yeah. I, every time I see him do something else, I'm like, take a day off. Gosh. Take a day off. Go hang you out with your wife and child. Man. You just pisses me off. You love the man. Well, there we are, listeners. <laughs> there are... Those are, <laughs> there are Misha's top three bedwars, <laughs> and her ultimate bedwar out of those three is Lin Manuel Miranda. Sometimes I feel I've got to run away, I've got to get away from the pain you drive into the heart of me. The love we share seems to. And welcome back, everyone, to Haters, the show where we talk about the people we love to hate. Today, we're with Misha Anderson, <laughs> and her bete noirs are Jimmy Carr, Pruley, <laughs> yep. and her ultimate bete noir, Lynn manuel Miranda. So, now, Misha, we're going to call... We're going to call... What is wrong with me today? Mystery guest. Today, <laughs> today, we're going to play oh. something we like to call on the show. The situation game. <laughs> so essentially, this is where we take your three people yeah. and we deploy them in different situations okay. and we see how you respond okay. to the situations. So the first situation, Misha, is that I'm afraid you have been arrested and you've been charged and you're in prison. Okay. And I, d- I don't know what for. Maybe it's an orange kind, uh, orange is the new black kind of thing. As in, Drugs. it's like a, it's yeah, so sort of you know, a victimless crime, some would say. Okay. Uh, or maybe you, you just went nuts and, and killed someone. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. But essentially, you are sent to prison, mm-hmm. along with Jimmy Carr, Prue Leith, and Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. And so the first situation is that one of these people is your cellmate. Who, so let's say you're in prison for like 10 years or something, and mm-hmm. you're going to spend this 10 years... 
with a cellmate, okay, it's quite an intimate setting, and also, you know, you're going to have to ensure that you can assert your dominance in the cell dynamic. You don't want to, you know, be be the be the sort of, you know, the one who everyone thinks is weak, is okay, what I'm got saying, it, got it, got it, in got prison. It. Okay, second of all, you're in the yard at lunch. <laughs> to see at your lunch. lunch. <laughs> you're on your lunch break. <laughs> and <Prison>. you're in the yard. Just at lunch. <laughs> uh, and you're in the yard after lunch and you're yeah. just walking around and all of a sudden you start a fight with one of these people. <laughs> okay. And everyone's like in a big circle like, fight, like kill them. That's what they do in prison, isn't it? Like, fight, <laughs> fight, 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 fight. Hit them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Go. And so I want to know who who you're, you're fighting okay. in in the yard on your yeah, lunch yeah. break. And last of all, who whose prison property are you? <laughs> <laughs> there is obviously another I can't a word that I can't use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so whose prison property? Are you? <laughs> okay, um, cellmate for ten years. <laughs> cellmate for ten years. I feel uh-huh. like um. You, what you were saying earlier about Prue having this like crazy childhood, yeah. Um, I feel like or crazy adolescence, shall we say, yeah. youth. I think she'd probably be quite interesting. I yes. think maybe we would agree. She's lived a life on things, and maybe perhaps she is even for like prison reform, so we could like <laughs> campaign from the inside for justice for reform. justice for yeah. prisoners. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, cool. that could be an interesting thing that we could work on together. Right, and yes. yeah. you know, I feel like apart from the fact that she's traditionalist with baking, doesn't mean she's a traditionalist with everything else. And also, she'd be baking away in the cell with yeah. that oven and <laughs> baking yeah. utensils and the they... knives and everything <laughs> like you have. <laughs> but we could, we, yeah, we could work in the in the prison uh, kitchen, in the kitchen together. Together, she'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Great. And because I'm just her... you girls having some fun, <laughs> scabbing, having some lols. Yeah, chatting about boys. Exactly. <laughs> All that. Um. I yeah. I think we could have a good time. I think. Yeah. I think. Uh, she would maybe, you know, she would abandon this like facade of fame in prison. <laughs> Everyone's equal in prison. Do you know what I mean? Wow. Get so, to question three, and we'll see about yeah. that, won't we? <laughs> so, so I think Prue. Prue yeah. is my cellmate. As for the second one, it's on site. If it's Lin Manuel Miranda, if I see him on the street, these hands are rated E for everyone, especially <laughs> Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh my god! It's on site. Oh my god! He is getting at least a smack in the face. <laughs> a smack in the face. I don't condone violence. Do you think you'd oh, know we never condone violence on the show, listeners? I'm pacifist. But, but do you think you would win? Yes. Alright. That man reads as weak. <laughs> he's, a, he's a beta male. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. Why else do you think he wrote he wrote himself as like this attractive main character in Hamilton? True, right and play. He gets all these I mean, a bit, you know. These beautiful women. <laughs> yeah. As if Does he? As if Philippa Sue would go for Lynn Manuel Miranda in real life. Oh, right, you know in real I mean? life, yes. As yeah. if Karen Olivia would go for yeah. Lynn Manuel Miranda. You know in real all life. the names, don't you? <laughs> well, so you're pinning Lynn on the floor and slapping him. Yeah, I've, I've got to fight him. Yeah. It's probably because he'd be like, eh, you'll never be a lead in this town. <laughs> and I'd punch him around the face. He would, yeah. like, speak to my deepest insecurity. Right. Which is yes. that I'm untalented. Yeah. And, and that, that's always happening in prison, isn't it? Yeah. Like prisoners. Like we like, would. Here's the thing. Here's what would happen: is we'd yeah. be putting on the prison musical, which would obviously be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to, like, what's, 
It's a good example. Like, Lemus, because it's about Those a story of, of redemption. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, and he would be like, you're not strong enough for um, for Eponine. And I'd be like, well, right. at least give me Fontaine then. And he'd be like, no, sorry, you're going to be the lady who just goes, and in a bed. And I'd, <laughs> I'd fight him. But he'd be he'd cast himself as, what's his He'd name? be Valjean. Yeah, he would be Valjean, and it disgusts yeah. me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Disgusting. Yeah. So yeah, we, we'd have a, we'd have an altercation about that. And that means that your that Jimmy's your your prisoner. Now. I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm his property. I, I feel like he'd be a a nice Caring. boss. What you said is that he he seems sensitive. I think he's yeah. I think he seems quite thoughtful. Um. I don't think he'd misuse his power. I think I'd probably be like, don't make jokes, and we'll get on fine. Right. But that's yeah. not really my call, I guess. As yeah. property I kind of have to you just have to accept it yeah but I think he would be more than willing to engage in a more equal sort of owner mm-hmm. property relationship yeah yeah I think he's 100%. learned his lesson 100%. from all the well we know why he's in jail why don't we? He's in jail? <laughs> we know why he's in jail Jimmy yeah not paying his taxes <laughs> and tax frauds do very well in jail as we always they do yeah. Yeah yeah, they, yeah, um, yeah yeah they, that's true they thrive Okay, so that's the first scenario uh, left behind. Our next scenario is that we're at Wimbledon. It's a sunny day in London, sunny summer day. It's post-COVID, everyone's able to like go to big sporting events again. Woohoo. I know how pleased that would make you, because I know how much you've missed football. I love sports. (laughs) Um, I actually don't mind tennis. (laughs) um, Okay, so we're at at Wimbledon, and... So again, we've got another three sort of situations. First of all, you're on centre court in the spectator stand, and you're sharing an intimate strawberries and cream with all of these people. Delicious. And you're just like they're like feeding each other like the strawberries and cream. You're like getting a finger of cream and like for the, for the listeners, I just mind sucking my finger. Um, so we're having an intimate strawberries and cream with one of our people. With the other, we're just going head to head on centre court in front of the whole world. And um, so, who do you think that you could beat at tennis? And for the third and final one, we're having an oily, deep, needy <laughs> sports massage. <laughs> Wait, we're like sitting, we're lying next to each other, or they're giving me the massage. You're giving them the massage. Oh, I'm giving them the massage. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and you're getting oily. So you're getting creamy. You're, get, you're getting oily, and you're getting. Well, you're, you're winning. You're winning. Game, I, I hopefully. win. Okay, okay. So, well, who do, I who do you think you could win? Yeah. Right, we'll start with the strawberries and cream. Um, yeah. God. Do you know what? Uh, I feel like I'd probably share strawberries and cream with Jimmy Carr. Um, because he's, I think he's the best looking. Yeah. And, like, it would be. <laughs> Like the the paparazzi would go crazy. Oh, they would. They'd be like, who, <laughs> They'd be like, is, this who is this mystery woman? Who is she? <laughs> that is sharing yeah. strawberries and cream with Jimmy Carr. Yeah. And I They'd think... be very perplexed when you then went on to give a sports massage <laughs> and then just <laughs> and walked then on just... Court and then win <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But that like it would cause intrigue. It would cause whispers. Yes, that's true. And I think yeah. I, I love attention, so I think that would be really fun. I you also do. think that maybe he could potentially be told off by the umpire for laughing and it ringing through <laughs> the court, and that would be hilarious. And you, yeah. It would get yeah. onto one of those like best moments. Both of you to assume that you would be making Jimmy Carr laugh. Uh, <laughs> okay. Someone clearly has high estimations of her, of her comedic talent. But there we are. Alright, so he'd probably make himself laugh. He'd probably make a joke and be like, I'm Oh, that's hilarious. true. That I'm is hilarious. true. Yeah. So I think strawberries and cream just for the intrigue and attention alone. Right, yeah. In terms of 
uh, who, like, here's the thing. I think I could probably beat Prue more easily at tennis, <laughs> but I want to defeat Lynn Manuel, like Lynn Manuel Miranda. In, in front of the eyes of the world. Yeah, in front of the eyes of the world. I yeah. want him to have to pretend to be happy for me when I win. <laughs> Misha, <laughs> he has to know. And then, you love that And then man. I want him to write a musical about it. <laughs> Good, like a chess me. style musical, but it's called tennis. Uh, <laughs> great, <laughs> great, great. I, I, I would love that. I yeah. Think, and I, yeah. I, I honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure he knows the rules of tennis. He doesn't seem like the type of person that knows the rules. No, I, I don't think he's a very sports person whatsoever. So I think. It could go on my face. So he'd be, I mean, he'd be very confused. Yeah. He'd be like, what's this? What am I trying to do? It would be such an easy win. Yeah. And you'd just be, do, serve. I went to tennis camp for like four years when I was younger. Of course you did. I've got a killer serve. I actually am. (laughs) Killer serve. I uh, also, I used to play tennis for my school. And I don't really know why. Because I (laughs) went to two competitions. And I lost both of them, obviously. And one of them... I lost eight games to nil. <laughs> so, like, it went through the, like, 15-love, 30-love, 40-love game eight times over. Oh, God. Without me winning one. That must, ha- that's, that must have had some psychological effect on well, you. Well, actually, it was due to my partner, who could only see out of one eye. I don't really know why he was... <laughs> and in that one eye that he could see out of, he didn't have any depth perception. <laughs> So, so they just played oh, it, it to doubles. his side. It was doubles. Yeah, it was doubles. Oh, well, that's just horrendous. Yeah, so I was actually playing quite well. I see. And then he was letting me down. Mm. I won't name check him. But, uh... <laughs> you know who you are. I won't. <laughs> if you're <laughs> yeah. listening. If you're listening, I'm, I'm still not over it. But, uh, okay, <laughs> so that leaves you giving Prue a, 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 an yeah. oily sports Do you massage. know what? And I'll tell you why. Yeah, tell me um, I think she deserves it. From the stress of living as a woman... In the patriarchy, <laughs> you are too much. You know what? And she and she is she's a woman on television, which means she probably gets berated. She's a woman in the in the public eye. Yeah, she probably yeah. gets berated for everything. Yeah, <laughs> exhibit A, <laughs> me berating her for being a traditionalist. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's this probably is berated just... all the time on sort of like podcasts and, <laughs> yeah. and broadcast media. <laughs> yeah, but she's probably berated for proves ugly, blah blah blah, you know, etc. Yeah. and so on. Get yeah. back in the kitchen, bake the cakes. I had yeah. an argument with my flatmate, right. <laughs> Matthew. Surprise. Oh, <laughs> no shame about name checking. <laughs> no, because Matthew will love it. Right. Um, we had an argument because he was like. Prue definitely bakes the cakes. You know when they when they have the little segment at the beginning, oh, yes. and her and Paul are talking about the cake they have to make. Yeah. He was like, Prue probably bakes the cakes, right? And I was like, No, there's no way that Prue bakes the cakes. She don't think she bakes the cakes. Of course she doesn't bake the cakes. Who's is she? Who's who would she be eating? As in, like, whose cake is it then? Some 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 like poor underling at Channel Four is definitely baking the cakes. Really? Prue does not. Prue probably is sitting in her heated trailer. Get your makeup touched up. Oh my gosh. Talk about women being berated. <laughs> and then you no, just... Paul does the same. I, mean, I doubt Paul bakes any of the cakes too. Right. But Matthew was adamant. He was like, no, Prude. Like, come on. She bakes the cake. She, like, why wouldn't she? And I was like, why would she when you have people that would do that for you? And Channel 4 probably does. Yeah. Anyway, besides the point. Getting away from the point. Okay. Um, I do feel bad for her. So <laughs> I would give her a... And I would be like, I'm sorry that... You know what? And we would t- we maybe she maybe she would open up to me about her her turbulent her adolescence. Yeah. And yeah. Well, we would yeah, have a real bonding moment. 
Right, yeah. I think I'm actually coming what's round that, to prove. What's that? Yeah. I think you're talking yourself into liking, quite liking <laughs> yeah. it. Actually. Oh, God. What's that quote of uh, FDR's wife? You've got to have a skin like an elephant's trunk or something. Probably. <laughs> Look it up, listeners. Look it up. <laughs> what, oh, you mean I Eleanor Roosevelt? Yeah. Is it not do one, one thing a day that scares you? No, not that one, obviously. <laughs> How, what does that have to do with elephant's tr- trunks? I keep wanting to say elephant's skin, tree trunks. Have but, skin uh, like an elephant. Like, women in the public eye have to have, uh, like, an elephant's trunk. You know, it's that really thick skin. Yeah. Well, in fact, the whole of the elephant is thick skin. Why is she just talking about the trunk? You brought this quote up, so I feel like... Do you know what? We'll get to the bottom of that one day. Right, okay, so yeah. we've come to our last scenario now. Yeah. And Misha, I am pleased to inform you oh, no. that you've received a letter in the post. And you have been invited and have a place reserved at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft. Oh, God. Um, you're on your way to Hogwarts. Yeah. You're getting into the big sort of old building that is Hogwarts. <laughs> and building. you're just getting really ready to have a really nice time. Now, I, I look at the first situation under this heading and it's very similar to one of the ones we've had already. <laughs> who are you sharing the dorm with? Ooh. Is, what, is what I want to know. Okay. okay. Uh, so who are you sharing the dorm with? Uh, so, yeah, essentially the okay. one again. Who do you share a drunken kiss with after getting <gasps> drunk together in Hogsmeade? Oh. <laughs> Someone's had a bit too much pumpkin juice. Oh, no. No, pumpkin juice is not Classic alcoholic. Misha. It's the butterbeer. Oh, the butterbeer. Actually, I don't yes. even know the butterbeer. I think it's the fire whiskey that's alcoholic. It's butterbeer. It's <laughs> <definitely> exposing <laughs> myself as a weirdo. No, pumpkin juice is definitely not alcoholic <laughs> yeah, because no, not when Malai Moody is drinking his thing from his hip flask and he yeah. walks in, Ron goes, what's he drinking? And Harry goes, I don't know, but I've got a feeling it's not pumpkin juice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's definitely not alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so who do you show drinking kids with? And then... <laughs> Classic Harry Potter, <laughs> who is in potion class <laughs> and confuses a snozzle wart with a pimple snoot oh and turns into a slug. Okay. Okay, this is a good one. This is a good one. Um, first of all, can I just point out that if the logistics of, of this means that Hogwarts is real, then that means is JK Rowling. <laughs> <laughs> XXX. Um, has she just written a non-fiction book? <laughs> yeah. She's a biographer. She's a biographer. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um. Right. So, let's. Okay. What's the first one? Share a dorm. I think it would probably have to be Prue again. Yeah. <laughs> Just girls having fun. Just two gals. She would like. Yeah. She. I think she would become really good friends with all the house elves in the kitchen. Yeah, she definitely would. And we would have a good. She would maybe like work at. The bakery in Hogsmeade or something. I didn't realise there was a bakery in Hogsmeade. Yeah, it's called Madame Pottyfoot. <laughs> you joking? I actually don't know if it's it. just a bakery. I think it's like a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely a restaurant. There. <laughs> do they have restaurants in Hogsmeade? They do. Well, what's they've got a, like taverns. The, the three broomsticks. Yeah. That's, that's a tavern, not a, not a bar. But ma- like Madame Pottyfoot is where everyone goes on their dates. Oh, I see. Right. So I think it's like a bistro. Should we say a bistro? <laughs> <laughs> cafe. She'd work in the bistro. <laughs> She'd work in the bistro cafe. The local bistro, yeah. Slash cafe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I think I think we would probably get on. I think she would love all, like, the ancient tree of Hogwarts. Oh, she would. I think she'd be, like, a Hermione Granger-style yeah. person. Yeah. And I could really latch on to her in terms what, of our studies. What house are you both in? Here's the thing. I've been having a bit of a crisis about this. Right. 
What? Because my whole life, I thought it was Gryffindor. I took Potter, the Potter Rose. Yeah. No. no, not Potter. Potter Rose. <laughs> Freudian slip there. <laughs> um, the, the Potter Moore quiz and it said I was a Gryffindor. Yeah. But I That's feel like, one, like the best maybe one, I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh, don't be a Hufflepuff. Okay, I'm fine. Gryffindor. But I think if anything, she's... Yeah, I can see that. Classic type eight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like she's more of a Ravenclaw, though. The pro is definitely big. Could we have cross house? Although wild youth, maybe she's got a bit of Gryffindor maybe boldness she's got, in yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe you're both in Gryffindor. All right, we'll say Gryffindor. Along with the uh, because Hermione Granger. The sisters, along with those sisters. Yeah, yeah, they're Gryffindor. So you're in that your dorm, just just for girls, <laughs> just having fun, smuggling butterbeers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sandy can visit us from the Hufflepuff dormitories. She's definitely Sandy Totsbig. Yeah, yeah. Oh, big time. She's such a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Paul's coming in from Slytherin. <laughs> Paul would not be in Slytherin. Paul is such Paul's a Slytherin. Paul's a major, major Gryffindor. No, he's not. Yes, he is. <laughs> he is. Okay, so Sorry. who do you share a drunken kiss with in Hogsmeade? I mean, it's got to be Jimmy Carr. It can't be Lin Manuel Miranda. No, I, yeah, I couldn't kiss Lin Manuel Miranda. Mm. And as I said before, Jimmy Carr is objectively the best looking. Yes. So, and I think what would he's happen not, I is. I wouldn't say he's good looking, but I think he's a, out of these three, he's the best looking. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe Jimmy Carr and I would have one of those like teasing relationships where like we're, oh, we're like in, in, in class together and he's like, oh, know it all. And I'm like, mm, you don't try a class and blah, blah, blah. Right, and then we get yeah. to Hogsmeade and we're all going a little bit crazy and he's like, you don't actually hate me, do you? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then we kiss. You've really thought this through. <laughs> you've, got, you've had this fantasy, haven't you? And you just <laughs> substituted Jimmy Carr and it <laughs> into an age-old fantasy. No. <laughs> you're, no. You're in the potions class. It's like, it's Leviosa. <laughs> yeah. It's very Hermione Granger, Ron Weasley kind exactly. of thing. Exactly. I think it would be that kind of thing. But then we would realise we weren't for each other and never seen He'd be in Ravenclaw. Do you think? I really strongly feel he's a Ravenclaw. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that means that, that Lin-Manuel Miranda confuses a snozzle what with a yeah. pimple snoot and turns into a slug. Do you know why? Because Prue is, is a baker, so she would never mess up ingredients. That is so true. Yeah. Um, Although not that she bakes much, according to you. Apparently she's sitting in a heated trailer. <laughs> On the well, great British bake kitchen. Yeah. Um, and Jimmy is like too busy goofing off to mess yeah. in to take his potion seriously. Yeah. He he loves the Weasley twins. Yeah, he's he's a, he's he is he the trio of Fred, George and yeah. Jimmy. Yeah. Um and Lynn is a dummy. So yeah. Lynn is Lynn is like his favourite class is Muggle Studies. He's too bu- yeah, he's too bu- he's like too busy writing raps about living in Hogwarts <laughs> to focus on his like Yeah. You're worried about the wrong lines. He's Hufflepuff. He's definitely he's Hufflepuff. Such a Hufflepuff. So that means he's turned into a slug forevermore. Oh no. Would you? What would you do with the slug? Would you take care of it forevermore, or would you pour salt on pour it? Salt? <laughs> what does that actually do to a slug? It like burns them. That is horrible. Yeah, it's horrendous, isn't it? Wait, do people actually do that? Have you ever seen videos of people pouring salt into like buckets of snails and slugs? It's horrendous. <laughs> No, Misha, because <laughs> my YouTube feed is not like that. <laughs> A real insight into the Freudian nightmare that is your YouTube feed. Nor is mine. Nor is mine. Watch 12-hour loop of me standing on insects. <laughs> no. no, nor is mine. No, nor is mine. But um, people do that. 
that's a way of getting rid of right. it. Right, friend, just friends do it. You've heard the friends do it. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm asking for a friend. Asking for a friend. Yeah. Have you ever seen those videos? Um. Yeah. I. I mean. I think what would have to happen is I would maybe just. He would have to live in the herbology section for the rest of his life, munching on lettuces. Oh yeah, with Miriam Margulies. But then he could never. Then he could never write another musical. Oh no. <laughs> and what a great musical that would be. Yeah. Being turned into a slug. Turned into a slug. <laughs> and he's here today. Okay, well that's the situation game, Misha. Thanks. That's fun. I I think you responded to the situations well. Um, I I dread to think of the the traumatic. Events that are coming up in your life. Prison. Prison. Back to school. Back to school with a load of 11-year-olds. 11-year-old <laughs> To <crew>. learn magic. <laughs> uh, you're on the graduate oh. programme. <laughs> mature students. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the mature students section. That'd be fun. Um, yeah, so we're going to have another short music break. And then afterwards we'll be back for the concluding segment of the show. Oh my gosh. See you then, listeners. <laughs> So, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, listeners across the land. Today we're talking to Misha Anderson about her top three bet noirs, and they are Jimmy Carr, Prue Lee, although you actually quite like Prue now, yeah, yeah. and Lynn manuel Miranda, who just <laughs> switches something on he inside you. He makes my blood boil. <laughs> he really does. So, we're at the last part of the show now, and 
essentially we're just going to do a quick fire round where I will put a succession of different people to you and you have okay. to say out of the two that I present you with who you find more irritating, who makes your blood boil more out of the two. Hope you know who they all are. First, I think, I mean, I think you'll know who the first two are. Firstly okay. is Britney Spears versus Lindsay Lohan. Oh, God. Who's more irritating? Oh, man. Lindsay Lohan. Yeah. She was so she was so publicly a mess at such a young age. Yeah, definitely. And I, I wish her peace now. Yeah. I miss her. Um, you miss her. Actually, no, I'm getting confused with Amanda Bynes. <laughs> I miss Amanda Bynes a lot. Lindsay Lohan has also had quite a troubled. <clears throat> she has, but I feel like Britney Spears. Britney Spears is has more reason, and also she's really struggling right now. Britney is she? Yeah, people think that she's being held hostage by her boyfriend. You're joking. Yeah, because basically she doesn't have any legal rights. And there's this whole conspiracy. It's called she Free Britney. Legal she's because she, she's like apparently so mentally unstable. This court ruled that her father is like her. I don't know what the word for it is, but when you're over eighteen, but you still have like a legal guardian. Oh yeah, like rights of attorney sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they think that. They're like medicating her, and that her like she's putting on these like she puts these weird posts on Instagram that seem really like staged and fabricated, and people really? are convinced that they're like highly medicating her. That's like that Black Mirror episode, mm-hmm. the one based on Anna Montana, not Anna Montana. Oh, actually, yeah, Ashley O. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's like that. It's it's scary. It's well, Brittany, scary. if you're listening, send something into the show. Yeah. And blink twice. We'll get you out. Don't blink twice, it's radio. I feel, I feel bad for it, I really do. That's so, awful. Yeah, Lindsay Lohan. Um, so, Lindsay Lohan. Mm-hmm. Next up, we've got Gok Wan mm-hmm. versus Joe Lysett. Oh, Gok Wan. I love Joe Lysett. But what about Gok? Oh, but Gok's old news. And Joe's funny. Morning. Joe is really Joe funny. is, like, I've never laughed more. Joe is hysterical. Than at his, do you know what? I had a chance to see him live at the end really? of the Playhouse two years ago. Do you know why I missed it? Why? It was on name drop. It was the producer's cabaret that like nobody oh, came no. to. And my flat I was going to go with my flatmate and she did her boyfriend instead and there was a segment where you could tweet live things at him and he mentioned her tweet in the show and I missed that for the producer's cabaret. So Me too, that was awful. Do you know what? I'm Kirsten Miller, who is my flatmate. <laughs> it's your fault. Oh my gosh. Wow. This is this the start of a, a spat? A fresh air spat? Yeah, if, I'm kinda of bored. I feel like I might start up. <laughs> Next week we'll bring on Kirsten for a right of reply. <laughs> yeah. I'll keep you up to date listeners. I love Joe I think he's hilarious. So Gok is, is really funny. Gok is good to go oh, but how to look good naked. I know but he's My hairdresser was on that. He's old and he... <laughs> When Gok swung by York in two thousand and six. Exactly, two thousand and six. <laughs> We're in twenty twenty. Fair you enough, know? fair enough. Although I think how to go to the naked. Body positivity. This is a message we need now more than ever. Anyway, so I don't know why. <laughs> I'm not an uber fan of Doc Wan. I don't know why I've seen him. Okay, so next up. Oh, this is topical. Oh. Noel Fielding versus Sandy Toxvig. Oh, God. Oh, man. Okay, because you know how much I love Sandy Toxvig. You love Sandy. Because I spoke about... Yeah. That wonderful book she wrote. I do like Noel, but I don't really have this overwhelming obsession with Noel that I feel a lot like of people other do. people do. Yeah. And I think maybe it comes from some erotic fixation they have with him. Yes. And I don't which understand. I, no, which I don't He's personally not my type. No. He's funny, he seems charming, but Sandy just says something about her. So I think oh. Noel's probably more annoying. Yeah, I, I 100%. I, find, I don't really like Noel feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I find him quite Sandy, whoever I have all the time of the day for. Oh, lovely. Really do. Lovely wee Sandy. Um, Greg Wallace versus John Tarode, so that's the two Masterchef men. Oh, right. Which one's the bold one? Bold one is Greg. Okay. 
her, one with her is John's Road. <laughs> the other one. I'll be honest with you. The only the only MasterChef episode I've watched <laughs> is the comic relief one where Miranda Hart and Claudia Winkleman and oh my God. the third lady comedian goes on and they have to cook for the prime minister. A lady comedian. <laughs> what decade you- were you born in? <laughs> Comedian, so say. A comedian, a comedian, but with like instead of the X, I, an X. Uh, no, <laughs> comedex, <laughs> comic, shall we say? A lady comic. Um, and they had to cook for the prime minister, who was uh, was David Cameron. It was David Cameron. Yes, I remember um, that. And I quite liked the one with hair. Yeah. <laughs> and also the only like. <laughs> Did you, ever, did you ever watch Horrible Histories and yes. saw that they're a parody of MasterChef? Yes. <laughs> and his acting, he's like, and yes. I'm shouting for yeah. no reason. <laughs> 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 so, therefore, I think the bald one's more annoying. Craig Wallace! <laughs> yeah. Do you know he's really into fitness now? He keeps posting topless selfies. <laughs> Is he fit? <laughs> no, he's Greg Wallace. He just slept. I hated that. <laughs> For the listeners, my uh, my foot was on the floor and Misha's toes just grabbed really tightly onto mine. That's not true. But it's true. I don't have very dexterous Okay, toes. so last up, I'm actually going to pick two of my former guests <gasps> against each other. So I'm going to present you with my week two guest, Reagan, versus my week three guest, Rosie. Oh God, you can't do this to me. Who's more irritating? No, you can't. I adore Rosie Barry. Rosie Barry, if you're listening, <laughs> I adore you. <laughs> right. And Reagan. Reagan, I, I, I've spoken to Reagan less. Um, Reagan has such a dry, pithy sense of humour. Oh, I thought you were going to say dry personal. <laughs> he is, but he, he, he'll be the first to admit this, that like, he, from the, we've only, you know, we've not known each other very long. Yeah. And the very few interactions we've had, he, <laughs> He came across like he did. He just liked me. <laughs> right. Um, but what I like are you that. saying here, Misha? I don't know because I don't know Reagan as well as I know Rosie. You've got to talk the answer. You've Rosie's not. Talk. Rosie's not irritating. It's more that she's chaotic, and she, yeah. I think she'll agree with me on that. Uh-huh. Um, but I feel bad saying that Reagan is more irritating because I don't know. You've got well. a, a. Who is it, Reagan or Rosie? Come on, scream it. I've got to say. I've got to say Rosie because then I can apologise profusely over Messenger. You think Rosie's more irritating? Stop it! Stop it! There we have it, listeners. Rosie Barry <laughs> has been deemed by our week five guest, Misha Anderson, to be more irritating no, but than I Reagan love, Snedden. I love Rosie. You know what? Rosie uh, Barry could be the next Graham Norton. I'm, I'm going to cut this out. So. <laughs> no. I'm, in fact, I'm going to cut all of your quali- qualifications out and I'm just going to go straight, Rosie from, <laughs> straight to Rosie Barry. Who's more irritating? Rosie Barry. <laughs> Didn't even end of the show. Okay, so that's kind of the end of the show now, Misha. Um, so these three people, Jimmy Carlin, Manuel Miranda and Prulief, are shipped off to a desert island forevermore, so you don't have to see them anymore. Do you think they'd survive for long on a desert island? Do you think they'd get on? I feel like uh, Jimmy and Prue would probably find some common ground, yes. as the fact that they're both British and also both on the telly. Yeah. Um, Lynn would struggle. Lynn would, would struggle to assimilate and he would yeah. write musicals that no one would hear. Jimmy Jimmy and Prue would be like, we're sick of it. Stop yeah. workshopping your yeah. new musical. Stranded. Yeah. <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> Stranded on a desert island. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, do you think they'd survive? Are you trying to say who I think would get eaten first? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm literally saying that they could they could be prosperous, they could cooperate and be prosperous forevermore. I mean, I feel or, like or will it end like 
Lord of the Flies. Yeah, a little bit of Lord of the Flies. I feel like maybe <clears throat> Lynn probably get eaten first because I think there would be a coalition between Jimmy and Prue. Right. Because of the aforementioned British and on the telly. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a, a racial They probably already met. Is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> so the Brits against the rest. Oh, God. So the two white people. <laughs> okay, is that what we're going with? Saying? Cool. Oh, so you hate immigrants, is it? <laughs> <laughs> so wow, there? Misha. Wow. <laughs> that is not where I saw this episode going. Oh, God. No, I, I think, yeah, I, I agree. I think, I also think Lynn would just struggle with the isolation and yeah. would, would not last very long. Yeah. Whereas I think the other two, Jimmy would, I think Prue would find Jimmy quite funny. I think Jimmy would emerge victorious. Um, And I think in turn, Pr- Jimmy would find Prue. Where am I going? Yes. Jimmy, in turn, Jimmy would find Prue like like a mother. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. I, th- I think they'd get on. Yeah, so unfortunately, okay. Lynn. So bye bye, oh, Lynn, is what we're saying. Poor Lynn. So <laughs> you're gutted. I can hear the gutted. How oh, gutted you're in your voice. So sad. So there we are, listeners. Today we've had Misha Anderson on the show. Her Bet Noirs have been Jimmy Carr, Prue Lee, and her ultimate anti fave, Lynn Manuel Miranda. That's the end of the show. Until next week, listeners, stay well. <laughs> Please stay well and stay happy. Yeah. Be happy. <clears throat> and do something this week to challenge yourself. This is getting longer and longer. <laughs> do something. Do you know what? Do one thing a day that scares you this week. Do one thing a day that scares you. And there we go. grow an elephant's And yet, trunk. and be like an elephant's trunk if anyone tries to be mean to you. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, enjoy your week, listeners. Thank you very Bye-bye. much for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.